today's scripture reading comes from Matthew 5, 13 through 20. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that you may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Think not that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches men, teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But he who does them and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of the Lord. I had these friends in high school, and we were all sort of um, like a mixed bag, I guess you could say. We were all on the uh, freaks and geeks spectrum, I guess. And uh, sometimes during school, we would take what I would like to characterize now as unsanctioned mental health breaks during the school day. Um, yeah, we would walk down to the Uptowner Cafe on Grandendale there. Um, it wasn't as nice back then as it is now. And, uh, yeah, we would drink coffee and talk about all kinds of things, you know, like things that were really important, like music and books and failed revolution and things we only thought were really important, like whether you said nuclear or nuclear, nuclear, see, yeah. And then we would talk about things that were just really stupid but funny, and we would laugh and we would hit each other, and it was super fun. And this one friend, she would not infrequently, as we were walking back to school, say, Hey, 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 you guys, I think I could really be a singer. No, no, listen, I think I could really be a singer. I, I'm serious. I think I have a really good voice. Listen. And for whatever reason, to prove her vocal prowess, she would sing the theme song to the early 70s sitcom Chico and the Man. I know. Who's ever heard of it? Really, nobody's ever heard of it. It was one of these, like, can you believe this was a genre in the early 70s? Socially conscious sitcoms. There were all kinds of them. Um, and this was one of those. And yeah, we didn't know of it. I mean, we only at that point had a vague notion of what she was talking about. But that wasn't really too unusual, this vague notion of what somebody was talking about during these unsanctioned mental health breaks. There tended to be some free association rambling and general lack of complete focus, you could say. But even back then, Chico and the Man had been off the air for like well over a decade. So to mess with her, we would completely ignore her claim to be a really good singer. And before she was able to sing a note, we would start talking about Chico and the Man. Chico and the Man 
What is Chico and the Man? Come on, you know what it is. You know what that show is. Oh, is it that show where that man has a junkyard and he's always saying, I'm coming home, Elizabeth. No, that is Sanford and Son. The son's name is Chico. Sanford is the man. You know that's not what it is. You with Jack Albertson and Freddie Prince Jr.? Jack Albertson? You mean Quincy? He's the man. Freddie Prince Jr.? Is that like Bruce Lee's son? Why would Freddie Prince Jr. be Bruce Lee's son? Is it Prince's son? How is Prince going to have a son that is older than he is? That's how long ago it was. Prince is the man. No, listen, it has, it has a really famous thing song, sung by, you know, Jose Feliciano. Jose Feliciano? Yeah, you know, he wrote, light my fire, come on baby, light my fire. What? 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 Jose Feliciano did not write, light my fire. No, he is not the man. Light My Fire was written by The Doors by Jim Morrison. Actually, Robbie Krieger wrote it. Shut up. Robbie Krieger's the man. Come on, you know the song, the theme song to Chico and the Man. No, 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 we know it. At which point, we would all start singing, that's what the man said. And she would practically scream, no, that's not it, that's Paul McCartney and Wings. To which we would reply, that's what the man said. That's what Chico and the man said. No, stop, listen. And then she would finally start singing, and we would finally let her. She sang, Chico, don't be discouraged. I never said that I could be a really great singer. Chico, don't be discouraged. She would sing with like so much commitment. And I remember with a lot of moving of her head around. I don't know if that has something to do with the Jose Feliciano thing, but she was just completely all in. Chico, don't be discouraged. The man, he ain't so hard to understand. Chico, if you try now, I know that you can lend a helping hand because there's good in everyone and a new day has begun. You can see the morning sun if you try. And I know things will be better. I know they will for Chico and the man. Come on, with me now. Call and response. Chico. Come on. Chico. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Chico, if you try now. I know that you can lend a helping hand. With the head now. Lend a helping hand because there's good in everyone. And a new day has begun. You can see the morning sun if you try. And I know things will be better. I know they will for Chico and the man. All right. You know what? Yeah, give yourselves a hand because you know what? I think you guys could be singers. Really. I know. I think you have really good voices. So for some reason, this last week, this all comes back to me. I don't know. I don't know. Something reminded me of, of it. That song, her singing the song. And it was after I'd been working on the sermon about the Sermon on the Mount today's reading. 
And I kind of like heard the words to the song for the first time. Chico, don't be discouraged. The man, he ain't so hard to understand. Chico, if you try, I know that you can lend a helping hand. Because there is good in everyone. And a new day has begun. You can see the morning sun if you try. And I know things will be better. I know they will for Chico and the man. And it struck me what a very different place those words of admonition were coming from than the place that the Sermon on the Mount was coming from. Very different. In the reading today, Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, can the saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything, but it's thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that you may, they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law. No, I have come to fulfill it. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless... Your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Don't be discouraged. The song really does have a different feel to it than the Sermon on the Mount. Like, way less intense. Way less intense. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Chico, if you try now, I know that you can lend a helping hand because there's good in everyone and a new day has begun. If you try now, I know you can lend a helping hand. Jesus goes on a few verses later and says, if your right hand makes you stumble, cut it off and throw it from you. From you, For it's better that you lose one part of your body than for the whole thing to go to hell. You can see the morning sun if you try. And I know things will be better. I know they will for Chico and the man. I don't know. It doesn't seem like Jesus is really allowing for the category of trying in the Sermon on the Mount. It makes me wonder what the whole thing would be like if Jose Feliciano did a rewrite of the Sermon on the Mount. I know it'd just be like, give her a try. Best effort. That's all I'm asking. It'd be like, what about my righteousness? If it doesn't exceed that of the scribes or the Pharisees, if I break one of the least of the commandments, will I not see the kingdom of heaven? You kidding? You try. You get to see the morning sun. Same thing. And what if my hand like causes me to stumble is it better that i don't be crazy i said lend a hand don't take me literally come on the man ain't so hard to understand i can't imagine jesus saying that in the sermon on the mount is there good in everyone does that mess with the whole fallen nature of humanity or kick out a cornerstone of Christianity, the whole original thing, sin thing? 
Like we need redemption. I don't know, maybe I know things will be better lacks some of the assurance that comes with the reconciling grace of God. Maybe what the Sermon on the Mount lacks in casual, general sort of encouragement, it makes up for in radical and complex ethical instruction. And what, while it does detail some horrendous consequences for moral lapses, it also contains some of the most beautiful counterintuitive instructions on how we're supposed to treat each other. Not just our neighbors and our spouses and our friends, but strangers and enemies. Love your enemies. Give to the needy. Turn the other cheek. Don't answer violence with violence. Don't objectify others. See them. Be reconciled with them. Bless the poor. Bless those who mourn, the weak, the hungry, the merciful, the peacemakers. The Sermon on the Mount is very complex. I mean, probably not surprising that it's more complex than a theme song to a 70s TV show. It's three chapters long in Matthew. Maybe, I mean, you should really go read it. We're going to be preaching on it for the next three weeks or something. Matthew 3, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. You know, because the history of the interpretation of this text is like, it's filled with questions. Like, does this apply to just the disciples, which some people have said, or all the followers of Christ? Does this apply to just the clergy or the laity as well? Is this a radical reinterpretation of the law of Moses that must be lived out in order to claim the mantle of Christian? Is this a set of commandments that Jesus makes clear is impossible to follow so that we understand our need for grace? I wonder if this call, if this is it's a call to a way of living that is so beautiful and necessary, yet so impossible, that to articulate it the way Jesus does verges on cruelty. I mean, this is a real thinker. And for good or ill, a lot of serious thinkers have weighed in on it. Is the Sermon on the Mount the call to a better righteousness, as Karl Barth declared, or an ethical impossibility leading to existential despair, as Kierkegaard would tell us. Jacques Derrida saw in the teaching of Jesus here an individual responsibility to the other so total that it is psychically unbearable. Tolstoy thought it was an obligation to be lived out literally, and it drove him mad. And don't even get me started on what John Winthrop and the Puritans did with it, how they used it to sprout the roots of American exceptionalism. Jesus gives us a set of principles that are rooted in love, forgiveness, reconciliation, purity of thought. They are inspiring, moving, and clearly, if put into practice, would reconfigure the way the world works. So I don't think that anyone is reading the Sermon on the Mount all these things, and disagreeing with the ideas. No one is saying, you know, that turning the other cheek, getting rid of violence, those, those are not good ideas. No, it's not that people do not want to live out these principles in the Sermon on the Mount. It's just that they don't. I mean, here is a set of principles that will guarantee justice, mercy, peace, and love for all people. Yet they're not implemented. 
It's not been adopted by all people. I don't live that way. You don't live that way. And as a result, there's injustice, suffering, pain, hatred. Why? It brings us out to the margins of philosophy, way out there where something else is needed, something to explain this. No, maybe something that goes beyond explanation.